Welcome to the Cash Confident Podcast. I'm Bray Sedano, your fearless host, personal finance expert, and the visionary behind the revolutionary Cash Confident community. Get ready to embark on an electrifying journey where we redefine the rules of money and empower women to harness the immense power to craft the life they truly, truly desire. This podcast is the ultimate resource meticulously crafted for women who are ready to unleash their financial prowess and embrace a life of abundant success. We leave no stone unturned as we delve into the depths of money management, mindset mastery, and the undeniable influence of emotions on your financial decisions. Prepare to rise above the societal limitations and break free from the chains that have held you back as we equip you with the tools and knowledge to make bold, confident choices with your cash. We believe that true financial power begins with knowledge, and that is exactly what we deliver. So buckle up, my fierce and ambitious friends, as we embark on this transformative journey to becoming cash confident together. Hello, hello, everyone. Bree Sedano coming to you today. And today we are talking about goals and desires and plans and the internal masculine and feminine. And as we get into this episode, all of what I just said will make sense. So let me just open up with a quick little story. So yesterday I was talking with a dear friend of mine who was just having some issues in her business, not making the kind of money she wants to make not really sure if she likes her offers, you know, just kind of hemming and hawing about her whole financial situation. And I said, well, how much money do you want to make? And she had a clear answer for that. She was like, I want to be making $10,000 a month in my business. And I was like, okay, cool. And I said, tell me about your business model. What do you, like, how do you want this money to come? What do you like to do? What do you not like to do? Like, basically, how do you want to serve your people? And she's got a couple offers up and running um, one really low ticket and one really high ticket and really nothing in between. And she's like, you know, I don't really know. Like she doesn't exactly love her high ticket offer. She likes the low ticket offer, but there's not really any money in it. And, you know, so we're having this conversation and I can, she's talking and I can hear her brain just spinning and spinning and spinning. Like I can hear her thought, you know, she's saying all these words and I'm like listening to her thoughts and I'm like, oh, I know what's going on here. And what was going on was she was using her brain, her mind, her masculine, her mind, her masculine, right? These, the mind is a mask is our masculine faculties, the intellect, logic, things like that. The, the body is more of our feminine. And when we try to to set goals with no desire to check them up against. There's too many possibilities and our brain spins and spins and spins. So I'm going to give you a a more simple example just to to demonstrate. So let's say I say to you, "Mm, I'm really feeling hungry right now. So that's me. I'm going to be in my feminine. I'm going to be telling you how I feel, right? I'm going to be feeling right? That's a feminine quality. The natural response to that is, well, let's get us some food, right? And if you say, well, what do you want? And I say, I don't know. 
what's the natural response? It's going to be like, well, do you want to cook at home? Do you want to get, you want to go out to dinner? You want to get takeout? You want to get, uh, you know, do you want to, do you want to go to the taco truck? Do you want pizza? Do you, do you want Thai food? Like, you know, what can I offer you? What can I offer you? And that, that space of just, all right, well, well, this, this, this. And then the mind gets into the considerations. So it's like, all right, well, do we want, what's most important? Is it the speed of the food? Is it the deliciousness of the food? Is it the ambiance? Is it the price of the food? Is it, you know, the distance of the food? Like, you know, is it what's deliverable, right? So all of these considerations, your brain is just going to be spinning if I say, I don't know, right? So if, if I give a very clear desire about the thing that I'm wanting, then the mind can get into action and can sort that out very, very quickly. So if I say, "Mm, I'm hungry and I want tacos, well, then the brain can go, well, do you want to go out for tacos or do you want to make tacos here? Cool. Great. Like, and then we can narrow it down to, to meet the needs of fulfilling that desire. Right. And So here's where I'm going with this, is that when it comes to building our lives, when it comes to using our money to build our lives, oftentimes we don't have desire. Like there's no truth. There's no desire in the things that we say that we want. And when that's the case, there is too many possibilities to figure it out. So one of the, one of like the things that I'm, that like, I'll just go ahead and say like the worst things that that happens to me regularly in conversation is I'll be like talking to somebody about their finances and I'll be like, well, well, what do you want? What are we working toward? And they'll be like, just whatever's best for the money. And I'm like, uh, uh, uh there's really not a, what do you mean? What's best for the money? They'll be like, well, what are you going to cook? Well, whatever's best for my stove and my kitchen knives. And you're like, what? Where are you going to go? Well, wherever's best for my car. You're like, what? That doesn't even make any sort of sense. But when it comes to money, that's a game that we really, really play. And so here's what I encourage you to start to do. And the thing about desires is they don't live in your mind. They live in your like in your heart, in your gut. Like you have to, you have to tune into yourself to really start to find desires. And I will share with you that this can be difficult to do because like just in our culture and society, like desires are kind of like a thing that, uh, I don't know, we poo poo a little bit, like, you know, they're, they're kind of inconvenient or, you know, sometimes they're even shamed. Sometimes we even shame our desires. Like, you know, there's a lot of shame around like financial desires, around sexual desires, sometimes even around like day-to-day people are so used to going and going and going and sometimes even putting themselves last or literally not paying any sort of attention to their desires that we get disconnected from our ability to even know what they are. And that's that's really common. So if that's where you're starting, I'm going to give you some ideas around just tuning in with yourself and, and connecting to yourself so that way you can start to put your desires together. Because look, at, when you have a clear desire, then your mind will stop spinning. Like your mind can get, get its work done. And the masculine and feminine, and I'm talking not about like men and women, I'm talking about your own internal masculine energy, which is like your action-taking energy, your mental energy, um, and your feminine energy, which is your emotional energy, your feeling energy. When these things are working together like a team, you have a really good internal marriage. And that is 
really critical for, for life building. So one of the things that you can do is bring your attention into your body. And if you're new to this, if you're super brand new, you can just bring your attention. Like right now, if you're sitting, if you're in a seat, like bring your attention to your butt and feel your butt against the seat, feel your feet against the floor, feel your clothes against your skin. And this is something to practice a couple times a day, especially if you're really new to this. If this is something that you've never even thought about, like, oh, dropping into my body, being in my body, which is why would the, why would anybody suggest such a weird thing to me? What that does is it helps us to bring that mental awareness, that faculty into the, into the body, into the emotional state. It helps to bridge the gap between the masculine and feminine. And this is really, this is where it starts. And you can ask yourself a few times a day, you can put your hand over your heart if you're, if you're feeling it and just say, well, what, you know, what do I desire in this moment? What do I desire in this moment? And I will share with you, I find from talking to people and, you know, just from knowing myself pretty well, that desires run in a few, like there are want level desires. Like "Mm, I want a taco from the taco truck, right? Like that's, that's not the, the burning desire that Napoleon Hill talks about in Think and Grow Rich. That's just like a surface level desire, which is, which is valid, right? Like I also want to give, uh, you know, some, some credit to those small desires. Cause those small desires, when we're there, like that becomes the impulse that becomes the inspired action. When we're really connected to ourselves, to our intuition, that's the place where like people talk about like taking inspired action. It's those little desires, those little impulses, right? So that's going to be like a surface level desire. Then we have like slightly deeper desires, bigger desires, things like, Oh, I really want my house to look and feel like this. I really want my business to look and feel like this. And then we have like the, the, the more deep burning desires, like that, that match up in a way against our purpose. Right. So like one of my big desires is like, I'm writing this book. I desire to put it out to the world. Like I desire to give it like, it's so like my purpose and my desire are, are there playing together where it's like, this is just like my weird little gift that I give to the world, you know, talking to people about the energetics and mindset and practical management of their money. Right. So like there's this, it's both. It's like my purpose and my desire. They, they like melt, they match up together. And when I have really clear desires about, you know, what offers I want to run and how I want to sell them and what, you know, like then I can use my mind to go fill in the details and make the more detailed, you know, structure of A to B. And then that impulse comes in and I can take those intuitive hits to create. And this is the place where things start to get really easy. And one of the things that I notice working with clients is a lot of times there's a lot of burnout. There's a lot of overthinking, overacting, over-efforting, hustling. And it all kind of grinds up when there's no truth of desire because you don't give your mind a way to win. You don't give your mind a way to satisfy you. And masculine goals are generally like pretty pass-fail. They're like black or white. So the same conversation I was having with a client, she told me how she set a goal for herself to run 
the New York marathon and she did it. And her goal is to do it in less than four hours. And she did it in four hours and like 17 minutes. And when she was done, she felt like a failure. This woman trained for months, you know, transformed her whole body, signed up for that, that race, got there, ran for four hours and 17 minutes straight. And then she felt like a failure because she didn't pass that very masculine goal. So I will share this with you too. So like the idea of goals, when we talk about smart goals, what are they? Smart, measurable, actionable, time constrained, right? Like those goals that we hear about in school, that's a very, very masculine way to set a goal, which is, which is like, there's nothing good or bad or right or wrong or like inherently better or worse about that kind of goal setting. But when I do my goals and when I'm working with my clients, I like be, do have goals because they're balanced. So let's say I want to have, you know, 18 clients in my limitless wealth mastermind. Well, what do I, what do I need to do to do that? But also who do I need to be? Who do I need to be while I'm doing what I'm doing? Right? Like, And a lot of times we forget about the being piece. We forget about that emotional and like, just who am I being? Who am I being while I'm doing this work? And then that's where stuff goes awry. So like, look, I'll share some of these things. So I have my notes yesterday. We did a, I did a class on this. So I was like, all right, so I'm going to give you a different goal. But one of my, my goals is to have a New York Times bestselling book, right? This is one of my goals. Now, this is a massive goal, especially for where I am in my business, my audience size, my my publisher, you know, told me, you know, probably it was like a little unrealistic. The same thing. I talked, I've been interviewing publicists and they're all kind of like, girl, you just, okay. Like, and it's, and that's okay with me, right? I'm a little unattached, but that's, that's a thing that I want because that matches my purpose, right? So my purpose is to get this work out to as many people as possible. My desire is to be seen and known for this, you know, and, and all of what comes with that. So when I was thinking about what do I need to be and do on my B list, you know, I have like, I need to become the identity of the best-selling author. And that's a little bit different than just having a best-selling book. It's being, it's an, it's the essence of being, you know, I need to be proud of my book. I need to be excited to share. I need to be eager to get it, you know, into the hands of as many people as possible. For me, that means being brave to show up. You know, I'll tell you that sometimes the level of attention I get online is uncomfortable for me. It's something I work myself into. It's something that like, sometimes I'm deep breathing in the bathroom before I I do things. Right. Um, so I have to be brave and, What was funny is I put willing to be seen and then I had to cross that out and I was like comfortable and wanting to be seen, like deserving to be seen, like showing up fully. And that's, that's a little bit higher level than just willing to be seen. These are things I need to be, you know, and then I need to be doing, willing to do what it takes and I need to be all in, right? And those are things that are a state of being. Right. And so when I think about what do I need to do, the more masculine side of this goal, I'm going to do a publicity tour. I'm going to, well, I, you know, I'm going to hire the publicist. I'm going to pay the publicist. I'm going to do the networking. I'm going to ask for the help. I'm going to, you know, get on a hundred or more podcasts, look at TV appearances, things like that. And so look at, but here's where I wanted to share this a little bit more nuancey thing is that if I'm just taking the action, but I'm taking the action without pride in my book and without eagerness to serve and without comfort 
and desire in being seen and without being all in, I can take those actions. I can spend a ton of money on the publicity and, you know, and whatever else and not get the result that I'm looking for because I'm, I'm taking the actions kind of half-heartedly. Right. And, and I've certainly done this in the past, you know, and I've certainly seen clients do it. And I've, you know, it's a, it's a thing that's, that's easy to happen if we're only looking at the masculine side of goals. So my suggestion to you is to, to practice knowing where those desires are practice, bringing your attention into your body. So you can get those little intuitive hits. You can take those inspired actions. And so that way you leave a little bit more room for magic in your life, like smart goals. Well, well, I'm sure they're effective, right? People have been writing about them for a long time. They leave very little room for magic. There's a lot of effort. There's a lot of forcing. And that's, that's fine if, if that's kind of the lifestyle that you want. But I like a little bit of magic. I like when life does some of the work for me. I like letting things be easy. You know, I, I like being delighted and surprised by life sometimes. And so I like to leave a little room for magic. And the thing is, is look, let's just say I, I write this book and I'm being who I want to be and I'm taking the actions that are required and I don't become a New York Times bestseller. I sell books, you know, the books are a success, but you know, I don't hit that mark. I fail on the masculine side of the goal, right? Well, if I'm being who I wanted to do be while I'm doing it, it just takes, it just takes some of the edge off of that. You know, it leaves a little bit of room for grace. It leaves a little bit of room. Well, well, I did do this and this and this and this and this, and I did take these actions and I got close. All right. So I could keep trying, right? Like you have to, you, you know, I could keep trying, I could keep doing it. I could keep being eager. I could keep being willing to serve, but that's really on the, on that identity level. Right. And so it's not as harsh as a pass fail because those pass fail goals, especially in business, Sometimes I find that that really big disappointments or really big discouragements are disorienting. Sometimes they 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 throw me for a little bit of a loop. I lose a little bit of direction for a minute. And so if I could be being the person that I want to be while taking the action that I want to be taking and working toward this having goal, you know, time is a little bit off the table, right? Unless there's like an actual time deadline, right? Like Nobody says you have to be a New York Times bestseller the first week your book comes out. You don't. You can be, you know, you could sell the, I think the 12,000 copies required a year later. It doesn't, I don't think it matters. Although being a New York Times bestseller, it's not just sales. There's a little bit more to it. Um, Anyways, so I digress about this, but it's, I like those be, do, have goals because it it just balances the masculine and feminine. It, It starts to cultivate more of that internal marriage. And we have to look at ourselves and see the places where either our masculine doesn't trust our feminine or our feminine doesn't trust our masculine. You know, a lot of, a lot of us get, got taught to basically abandon ourselves when we're in our feelings. We, we were taught that our feelings aren't okay, that they're shameful or they're wrong And that like, not only are they not valid to have, but you should snap out of it. And when we learn that and our masculine, our masculine presence doesn't even stay with us in our own body when we're, when we're in our feelings, it can be really scary to be inside of ourselves. You know, it, it, that, and that's the thing that happens. Um, and that's where we move more and more into the mind space and less and less into the body. But the more that we're imbalanced toward our mental faculties. That's, that's more with the efforting and the trying and the burnout and the hustle 
And I don't know if, if like, you know, when I'm talking about your mind spinning, I'm talking about like when you can't sleep at night because your mind won't shut the actual F up, right? Like I'm talking about that, that ongoing taxing, like I'm, I'm making a nonverbal of just my hand, like making a wah, 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 wah sound. But these are, these are the things that happen when we're, when we're imbalanced. So anyways, I just wanted to come on and talk to you guys about that today. So that way, as you think about what you want your money to be doing for you and the kind of life that you want to be having and how to use this tool to help you create like an existence that feels good for you uh, mentally and in your body to your masculine and your feminine, that we include the body, that we include our desire, that we include our intuition and our plans and you know, if you're into like a little manifest thing, you know, you leave a little room for magic. You leave a little room for the universe to surprise and delight you. You like make, you make the game with life, not just like the control of yourself to get an exact thing. It's like, you get to play with this if you want to, it gets to be easy if you let it, right? But we can't let it be easy if we're fully in the mind, not taking the, you know, like it's it's just, it's, it just doesn't have the same results. And so I hope this was helpful for you today. I hope this gave you a new little perspective on the ways that you set your goals, um, you know, and just how you address building the life that you want to build. So I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for hanging out with me today. Um, please feel free to share this, share this episode on the socials or with a friend or, you know, get a billboard with my name on it and my podcast link, whatever you want. <laughs> All right. I love you. Bye. It was my pleasure and joy to talk with you today. Thank you for listening. If you found value in our conversation, I kindly ask you to share the show with a friend who deserves to unleash her financial power. Your feedback is so, so valuable to me. So please take a moment to leave a review. Together, we can amplify the message and bring more money into the hands of good women. For ongoing guidance and unwavering support on your financial journey, I invite you to join the Cash Confident community. Visit www.cashconfident.com slash join to become part of our powerful community of women where we uplift and inspire one another to reach new heights of financial success. Remember, you possess the power to shape your financial destiny. And with the Cash Confident podcast and the support of our remarkable community, you are unstoppable. Embrace your financial power, create the life you desire, and let's ignite a movement of cash confident women who are transforming the world. One dollar, one decision at a time.